talking about? You mm -hmm. name one of them that put their own dough up. You know, a boss, you're only the boss if you put up your own money. If you don't put up your own money, I don't care how much somebody gives you, you're nothing but a supervisor. It's not yours. So how much money can you get paid to not, I, there's no money in this world for someone to pay me so they could call me, so I could call them a boss. That's like calling somebody daddy. That's How can a man call another man, yo, that's my boss? You don't do that. I mean, everybody at some point no, has to have don't. a boss, right? No, not in Harlem. Oh, okay. Put it like this. Because you're somebody's boss. No, I'm not somebody's boss. I, I'm, when I was in the street, mm -hmm. it, when someone wasn't your boss, they gave you an opportunity. Okay. They gave you some work. You go make it, and then you bring it back. You can go buy your own work. You do whatever you want. It's called consignment. So why this can't be all work? This corporate America, we could be using You don't this. own it. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the I Am Icon podcast. I am your host, Icon Falcon. Episode 12. We are here. Back in the building. Back together again. I'm excited to be here with you all today. Uh, I hope you all have had a blessed week so far. I hope you all are going to have a blessed weekend as well. Uh, as you, you may be able to see, it's just me this episode. Uh, actually, it's going to be just me this episode and the next episode as well. Uh, Cameraman Steve is uh, currently on uh, a vacation. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Cameraman Steve has left the building and went on vacation, dog. Yeah, when he get back, we're going to give him hell. So y'all remind me to make sure we give him hell as soon as he get back. How dare he go? 12 episodes in and he need a vacation. We just hit double digits two episodes ago. And, bro, and, and buddy already on a vacation got me in here piling alone, man. Boy, you know how hard it was to set this thing up by myself. <laughs> Yo, you ever, you ever, you ever, have, have you ever done something? You're just so used to doing it with other people or having some type of help that you just, you don't, um, you, you really don't take, uh, appreciation for maybe what little small thing, big thing, long, you know, whatever the case is, Paul's, uh, uh, contribution that they bring because you just, you, in your brain, you can do it if, if ever need be. I can do it. It it just took a while. <laughs> it took a while. It took a while to set this up. So uh, with that also being said, uh, we going straight audio uh, this episode and next episode for the obvious. And if it isn't so obvious, because cameraman <laughs> Steve is out of the building for the next two episodes, man. So there won't be no video for these two episodes. So when we do start uploading video for these episodes to uh, to the Icon Mall platform, uh, just know that uh, we'll, we'll find an image to suffice for uh, these two episodes. But it'll be all right. I, I hope we can make sure. Well, I, I hope I can make sure that uh, I, um, uh, we we I provide some content, some audio content enough that uh, you know the, the the video won't even be missed, man. But then again, I hope the video is missed. Whatever content we about to go ahead and spew out to you, man. So either way, man. Without further ado, man, let's get to it, man. Once again, I appreciate you all for being here. Hey, so listen, if you don't know by now, <laughs> you must have been under a rock for a very long time. Who you just heard? Was the OG himself, the one, one of the, the, the five black men I told you that I look up to on this earth, that was one of them. And he goes by 
no other by the name of Dame Diggity Dash. Well, it's not diggity, but you know, Dame Dash, Dame Diggity, whatever. Y'all got it. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Dame Dash, man. Listen, OG to me, uh, huge, huge, huge fan. Uh, if you don't know who Dame Dash is, uh, he is uh, one of the founders of Rockefeller Music Group. You know, the the hip-hop label uh, or corporation. Fuck it. Let's, I don't know. I'd be mad when agent when we just stop at labels with our own people. Like, nah, fuck that. That was a corporation. Uh the hip hop corporation uh that Jay Z was a part of, right? Was also uh a founder of as well. Uh so uh and they also had, you know, uh, you know, numerous alcohol uh ventures, clothing ventures, rock aware, so forth and so on. Uh just Google him, man. Some some you you gonna see see some type of uh business transaction going on uh whatever you read and so that's that's who he is uh definitely a mogul uh uh one like I said definitely an OG listen <clears throat> in order for you to understand me in order for you to understand my logic in order for you to understand my vision. In order for us to have a conversation, in order for anything to make any type of sense, communication-wise, regarding me, you have to understand everything you just heard. And it's a lot there, so we're not going to unpack it all, because I think I got a packed show for us today, all right? But... You have to be able to understand what you just heard. Fam. The key point, key takeaway is. For me personally. I put my own money up for everything. I didn't ask for a handout. I didn't take donations. I didn't ask for a cash app. I didn't go knock in nobody's bank and say, yo, give me some paperwork so I can fill out and beg you for some money. I didn't go sit down with my family members and say, hey, I got an idea. Can y'all help me fund it? What I'm saying here is everybody want to be bosses until it's time to pay for the office. Fam, everybody want to own something, but nobody want to put their money up for it. Nobody want to sacrifice and and do what it takes in order for you to really own real shit. You pay attention to a lot of people. The only thing they want to do is complain about what's not given to them. But you'll go work for somebody with no problem. As long as they give you a paycheck, you ain't got a problem. <laughs> How ho said, but when it's your shit, 
everything just start getting a little fuzzy. It it becomes excuse after excuse after excuse of of why you can't obtain a level of success. And I don't know why I'm starting here because y'all about to put me in my bag and we ain't even in we ain't even ten minutes in this joint yet. Uh so to understand that is for me to understand is that when I'm talking to somebody and specifically business, spe- specifically business, I'm sizing, I'm going to be a thousand with you. I'm sizing you up by what you did for yourself to be able to become successful. If you are successful and if you're not, I'm sizing you up by what you have tried to do for yourself in order to obtain some type of level of success or the level of success that you're trying to obtain period. Great example. You want to start a clothing line or a clothing brand, whatever it's called out here in these streets. And we having a conversation, you know, I like to eat, you know, nice dinners and shit, you know, just, it's nothing too crazy. We sitting at dinner, having a business meeting, right? And and we chopping it up. You just telling me, yo, I'm I'm trying to build X, Y, and Z, man, but man, it's so hard out here, man. It's flooded out here in the market, man. You know, it, it's it's too many players in the game right now for for the for the clothing industry. I wish they move out the way. I can't I can't, ain't nobody trying to give me no money, man. The bank, bank asking for too much information for me to get a loan. They say I need this and I need that. I don't even know where to start at, man. I don't even know where to, how do you even find a manufacturer, man? How am I even supposed to know what the materials look like, man? I'm, I want to do this. I'm trying to tell you if, if I get in the game, if I get in the game, <laughs> Kobe <laughs> on an 80 night. <laughs> you know, you know how they do like when they when they like when they size you up, right? Like uh when 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 um when someone's telling you how good they will be if they were given something. <laughs> you give me the ball. <laughs> you you give me the ball. <laughs> I'm going Kobe for 80, baby. <laughs> yeah, I ain't trying to hear that though. And that's the problem. Because everything you trying to tell me right now is reasons why you won't be successful. You can't be successful. And that's a conversation I'm never willing to have with you. This is a conversation I'm not willing to have with nobody. Let, let me just make that clear. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I'm trying to tell you, if you didn't understand what you just heard in that audio, you will never be able to understand my conversation, my language, or my thought process. And it's not mandatory. I totally get it. But we all icons in the building, right? And we all trying to become successful together. And we all trying to grow together. So what I'm trying to do here is set the tone for the platform. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to set the tone for the platform. Because we're, we're, I'm not even going to say if. I'm going to say we're, we're, we're going to obtain a level. And when I say we, I'm talking about you and I. And the rest of the people out there, we're going to obtain a level that we're going to have to be self-sufficient, but know that we have the resources available to us through the platform, right? So with that all being said, I don't want to hear nothing about every reason why you can't be successful. 
Fam, you know how many of these billion dollar corporations, trillion dollar corporations have started in some damn basement? In somebody's backyard? In the most... Just any cheap way you can imagine. Just just think of it. You know what I mean? Places started that way. And I actually had this conversation with my uh my my marketing team uh the other day, actually. And I and I hate when I do this because I always go so many different places at one time. <clears throat> and I told them uh, they 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 per they they provided me a marketing scheme that they would like to implement for Icon Mall on the rollout uh, of our launch and our brand on our launch campaign, on our brand awareness campaign. And uh, there's some things that we're going to do in the marketing campaign that they would like to uh, implement. But I felt like it was just too rich. For the initial stages. I felt like it was just too much. For it to be the initial stages. If that makes sense. I felt like. We need to scale back some. Allow the people to direct us a little bit. Sometimes you give people something and let them do with it as they will. And then we we stir the boat from there. Don't try to force the user into a certain direction that you want them to go because that's an easy way to fail because you cannot be the thought process of the user. The user is his own thought process. So what you do is you, you uh, cater to that. So I don't want to get off. Like I said, I'm, I'm getting all off track right now, but uh, these are conversations I had to have with my marketing team. Right. But the whole thought, the whole, the whole theory behind it was scale back. It's too rich. Let's let's start off a little a little poor right now. Start off easy. Do a little something more simple. Give people a chance to understand. Give people a chance to grow. Give people a chance to appreciate the the process. Now, if we just come out the gate swinging as if we damn target, now we have produced the image that we now have to maintain and understand what they <laughs> they presented me as a budget for this one campaign. Yeah, bro, we're going out of business by next week. <laughs> it ain't happening. And that is my job as an entrepreneur to notice that, recognize that and redirect us. Same same direction. Just maybe on a lesser travel pathway or less lesser travel road, for lack of better terms. So back up a little bit before I told that story as well. So if we sit down at dinner and the conversation is about why you can't obtain something because of everybody else. And we've talked about this on past pods, so I don't want to keep drilling this. It's the conversation will never go anywhere and we're probably never going to have another conversation again. If your conversation is strictly about relying your good or service or business, whatever it may be on solely based on the principle of obtaining 
funding from an outside source as your only way to become successful, I don't want to have a conversation with you. Because that defeats the purpose of what the Icon Mall platform is about. The Icon Mall platform is about self-sufficiency of the general the general vendor, which, you know, translates to the users who are purchasing products and services from you all. Now, it is our job as a platform to make sure that you have everything that you need uh, to succeed on the platform, but we can't spoon feed it to you. All we can do is make sure that you know that it exists. Whether you use it or not, or how, or how you use it, it's solely based up to you. You all are bosses. When you subscribe to the platform or Icon Mall, you are paying for the office. You put that is you putting your own money up. So, with that being said. You just got to believe in yourself. You got to act like it. <laughs> you got to put it into action, man. So like I said, I, I think we started off way too deep. That wasn't where I was trying to go, but I don't think the next way we about to go uh, is, is going to make it any better. Yeah, I got I got a truth to tell you. I got to be extremely, extremely honest. And <sighs> I really feel bad that I even had this thought and or that this was really going to be a real thing. Um, but it was, so like I said, Caraman Steve isn't here. He's on vacation. Uh, he's on vacation, uh, for this episode and next episode. Uh, so for this episode, I was like, all right, Caraman Steve ain't going to be here. Fuck it. We just going to cancel the show for this week and we'll just pick up next week and just do a one-off next week. I'm just being honest. Like, that was my thought process. And then I got a phone call from my mother today. You know what? Back up a little bit. I bought a house. Yeah, I did that. Hey, I bought a house in D.C., baby. I am extremely excited. I cannot wait to move in. I am ready to start this new beginning, this new chapter in life called home ownership and assets. Hey, well, one asset, but I'm going to buy something else and I have assets. Hey, <laughs> but I was out. I was out doing a little home shopping today. It's kind of weird for a man to say, right? Uh, I don't know if men really buy their own stuff for their home. We gotta have a conversation about that because I really want to know. Like, do do y'all do y'all buy your own, uh, men? Do y'all buy your own furniture? And if y'all do, how y'all go about doing that? <laughs> do y'all do y'all do y'all look at color patterns? <laughs> do y'all buy throw rugs? Do y'all buy throw rugs? <laughs> like, yo, come speak to me. Yo, hit me up, man. Speak to me. <laughs> yo, crazy. 
but uh, I was out there home shopping uh, today, right? And uh, I promise you, like, in my brain, I wasn't potting today. Uh, it was a free day. We was going to rock out, just do whatever I wanted to do today. Selfish. Horrible to say, but I was being extremely selfish. My mother hit me up today. She called me and she was like, yo. She said, you wouldn't believe it. I said, if you got to say it, I probably don't. <laughs> she was like, your Uncle Dwight called and asked if your episode was uploaded or if you having an episode today. I was like, what? And she was like, yeah. He wanted to know if you was having an episode today. And in my brain, I'm like, I wasn't playing on it. I've already canceled it in my brain. But then in my soul and in my heart, I felt it. That was God telling me, get, <laughs> I can't say God in the curse word and say, so I'm going to say God, that's God telling me to put my, get my behind in the booth today. <laughs> that hit me in a different way. It hit me in a different way because my uncle and I, I don't think we spoke. <laughs> well, we, it's gotta be at least, if not almost about 10 years at this point. For you know, for whatever reason, it's probably, it's gotta be about 10 years at this point. I think about him often. I think about, you know, his health is and things of that nature. And uh, I know this ain't a therapy session, so let me let me <laughs> let me get off my shit. But the the whole point is uh that is what got me in here today. Because I felt that sometimes you need that slight remembrance that you're on the path to greatness, dog. Like you we ain't got time for no home shopping or interior decorating actually you already bought the home we ain't got time for no interior decorating right now i got i got a mission for you like stay focused and i got some people that's going to keep you focused but i do kind of want to get into that that uncle dwight situation because it uh he he he's also a part of my my entrepreneurship journey and why i love entrepreneurship because he too at one point in his life was an entrepreneur And also how I became the, the entrepreneurial personality that I am today uh, also plays a part in uh, who he is. It comes from who he is as a human being, as a man on this earth. You know, uh, growing up, uh, we ain't doing no snitching this, <laughs> this pod, so we ain't going to say no names. Growing up, uh, definitely wasn't my mother. Uh, well. Yeah. everybody played a part. Let's just put it like that. But uh, growing up, there was, you know, there was always an image of my uncle painting for me. And I'm talking like young, right? So there was always an image of he was the grumpy, disgruntled uh, guy who who 
who just uh who just felt like he can do whatever he wanted to do. He doesn't really pay anybody else's attention or, you know, his his thoughts is what, you know, what matters the most, right? Without considerations of, of others. He's the uh he's the one you don't want to have to uh bargain with, for lack of better terms. <laughs> right? And you kind of believe it, right? Because there there are certain things that happen and then certain people in the family, they highlight it. They be like, see? Like, you're not CNN. You're not CNN, uh, dude. They be like, see? Look at this. Look, and then you read the headlines. They be like, you be like, damn, you was right. Just disgruntled old grumpy black man. Damn. Then, then, then you 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 have a cook. <laughs> you know, this shit is crazy. Then you have a cookout. Uh, you know, you, you have a family cookout, right? And the 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 Uncle Dwight, the disgruntled old black man, comes through. <laughs> he comes through with with twenty plates for a dollar <laughs> from the dollar store. <laughs> Everybody looking like. <laughs> Yo, what you doing? That's all you bought? <laughs> and him being the, me not knowing it at the time, but him just being the entrepreneur and the CEO brain that he has, he's like, shit, I mean, yeah, this ain't enough. We we need to eat off of something, right? <laughs> he's like, well, I'm going to spend more <laughs> when I can spend less. Yo, when I say <laughs> motherfuckers was heated, <laughs> I I could laugh about it at the to at this day, man. Uh, he's definitely one of those people who's always told what was on his soul, and he don't give a damn about how you feel about it. I mean, you may have some pushback, but that's okay. I'm still going to say what I'm going to say. <laughs> when I, th <clears throat> as you get, and when you get older and you think about the picture that was painted to you about him, or let's just picture, just pick a, everybody pick a family member, right? Cause we all got one. I mean, this isn't uncommon in our black, our, our black community and our families. There's always one family member that's painted for us until we get older to have our own opinions. So think about them. That's who we talk about. Whoever you can choose, that's who we talk about right now. So it's painted for you already who that person is. But then you get older. And you may become the person who no longer follows the rules of the family. Like, I don't have to do this. This is stupid. This is like, why are we doing this? Just because we've been doing this for the past 20 years doesn't make it right. Like, let's try something different. Let's do something better. Let's go right instead of always going left. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That was who he was. And I'm pretty sure that's who your person is as well. 
And you don't notice it until you now become the grumpy old man or woman in the views of your family. <laughs> now you're the one that they're telling, <laughs> they're telling everybody else about. <laughs> and then you see life a little different. And it gets scary from there of how quick you learn life just from that simple lesson that look how your own family can paint a picture of you and it actually sticks because you don't even, you as the individual, you don't care what people think about you. You don't care. Let them think what they want to. But in everybody else's brain, everything they heard about you sticks. It sticks because everybody says the same thing. I got a question. What does that sound like? Sounds like marketing to me on CNN, on Fox News. Sounds like every, excuse my language for everybody, listen, every fucking thing else that we see in this world right now. It sounds like as long as everybody keeps repeating the same fucking thing over and over and over and over again, everybody's going to believe it. And the people that they're saying it about are so poised and so so instilled in themselves that they don't really care to prove nothing, prove you wrong. They know who they are. Confidence is a real thing. (laughs) Now, if you want to come have a conversation with us and understand why or try to, you know, rationalize with us or try to even just have a normal conversation and let me know where I was wrong. At least come to me and have a conversation. Don't send it through a third party. But what I'm saying here is this starts with our own family. The marketing of right and wrong, a good or a bad story. (laughs) And as you get older, as the entrepreneur that you are today, and the entrepreneur that you're inspiring to be, just think back. Just take a moment right now. And think of some of the stories or the things you have been told about other people in your past that you have grown up as a grown individual now in in business mindset who doesn't think the family language. And when you don't do that, you're shunned for that. You don't think the family language. And then when they look at you or when you look at them, you say, Oh, shit. They've been marketing negative things to me the whole time purposely. They were trying to force me into their truth about what they think this person is or who they believe this person is. And they want me to continue this narrative. This is why they continuously feed it to you. This is why they continuously say the same thing over and over and over and over again. 
called a fallacy, you know? <clears throat> you you say all the things that you want that that makes sense for you to say to build the character or the thing that you're you're trying to build or the image that you're trying to build in front of you. Right. So if if something fits the image that you're trying to build, that's what you grab. But if it doesn't fit the image, you just completely ignore it. It's kind of like the good things that the people do that the the good things that the people have done that are that they say are the bad people. They don't tell those stories. But I'm a fast forward because we've been here for a little bit too long. So today. I look at my uncle Dwight and I say, damn, I am what they now used to tell me he was. <laughs> I'm the belligerent one in the family because I don't follow the rules. I'm the belligerent one in the family because I don't kiss no rings. I'm the belligerent one in the family because what I don't do, I won't call you and ask you for no help. You know why? Because I'm a fucking leader. My job is to lead the way, create the pathway, not ask you to help me create the pathway. Not beg you to be my team member. Not beg you to be my support system. Let me tell you one thing I've learned about uh, on this path to greatness. Your support system going to come regardless. <laughs> they can't help it. Because they want to be there for you. They want to be that support system for you. It's not something you have to bargain for. It's not something that you have to give something for in order for you to receive something back in return. Your support system is just going to be there because they feel like they want to be there. Your partners are going to be there because they feel like they want to be there and they want to be a partner because they know that they, you all can make something grow very special. So today. <laughs> As Icon Falcon, I would like to let you know that I am Dwight and I do not give a fuck. <laughs> All right, yo, we're going to move on, right? Hey, so check me out. Have y'all seen the, the season ending of BMF, man? I really like this BMF series. Uh, I think this, BM, this second series of BMF was extremely better than the first. Um, it really, it really messed me up though. And the only reason why we're talking about this is because I found messaging, messaging inside of uh, the season ending of BMF when Big Meech, Big well, Meech, however you want to say it, uh, he. Uh, he uh he expanded his enterprise for lack of better terms to Atlanta. And you know, I know the whole BMF uh story uh and and you know, I just like enjoying watching the TV series on Stars about it. Um I just find it so wild though. Like Maybe I know I can't be the only one. I know y'all. I know y'all. Y'all. Y'all had to think this too. Big Meech and Terry set up what's called in the corporate world a franchise. 
you know, when you take one business and you just keep creating different places for it to live. So they started out in Detroit. Now they expanded to Atlanta, Georgia. And obviously they're going to get some other places. Slim ran a whole franchise. His headquarters was in Detroit. And he had a full staff. Like, look at it. That bothers me. Not for the way that you think it bothers me, probably. It bothers me. It bothers me because it goes to show how many CEOs, how many CEOs we have in our neighborhoods. But the problem is the resources that we don't know that we have available to us in our neighborhoods. Imagine if Big Meech replaced his drug distribution enterprise with another variable screw it let's let's stick with clothing building a clothing brand imagine if what big meeks did with his drug enterprise he replaced it with clothing a clothing company that he owned how rich do you think that man would be today Imagine all of the people that we have in our neighborhoods that we come from that stand outside on corners for how many hours on the day making transactions that the government can't account for, or maybe they can because now my way ain't going there. <laughs> um, <laughs> that the government can't account for, and we replace those transactions with. I don't know. Choose something. Choose another variable other than, uh, the drugs that they that they're using for their current transaction. <clears throat> That's another CEO we're talking about. He's he's clearly able to market. He's clearly able to to build a, a customer persona. He's clearly able to recognize his target audience. He's clearly able to be his own accountant. He's clearly able to be his own product manager. This man is that that one corner boy is 13 different executives in one person. So watching this this BMF series, it's like, wow. If only if only they could just take that extra step and just find 
something a little different. I don't know what it could have been. Everybody is different. Those black men would have probably been the first black billionaires. Probably the first black trillionaires. That's all I want to say about that. Um, that 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 just kind of that kind of bothered me just watching that man because I was like, yo, these these black men are intelligent. Clearly, they they clearly understand enterprises. It's it's just nuts. Um, just nuts. All right. So let's get into some articles, man. Let's let's talk about some things. Let's talk about Beyonce. I'm sorry. You just got to clap when you hear Beyonce's name. I mean, Jesus. She is everything. She's everything. She's just so damn talented. Let's talk about this. Beyonce and Adidas mutually agreed to part ways after 50 million decline in sales. I'm sorry. That just caught my eyes. I just, I didn't even read this in full. I'm just going to be honest with you because I just wanted to wait until I got in here to read this because we have some Beyonce fans listening. (laughs) And I know they're like, what? (laughs) 50 million. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. 50 million. All right. So let's see what this is talking about. There will be no summer renaissance for Beyonce and Adidas this year. The two powerhouses have mutually agreed to part ways. The Wall Street Journal reports Beyonce's custom clothing line, Ivy Park, fell way below its 2022 sales projection of 250 mil, only bringing in roughly 40 mil to close out this year. That's a red flag to me already. You projected Beyonce's clothing line to make 250 mil, but it only brought in roughly 40 mil. My, I want to know where, what, what, how did you build your projection? What variables are inside of that projection that got you to 250? Is it just the name Beyonce? Obviously not, because that sounds like a crazy business move. So it has to be something that you use to compare one thing to another to be able to say, okay, you did this compared to this. This is how much you did with this. It's done in business all the time. How did you get to 250 million? Because there's no fucking way Beyonce is, is bringing in just 40 million dollars if you quote if you if you expect her to do 250. What was the variables? Or where did you? No, don't get me started. Let me pause. Let, let, let me let's finish this. Those numbers were also considerably lower than 2021's tally of 93 million. And fresh marketing campaigns with celebs such as Arena, I don't even know how to say her last name. Yara, don't know how to say her last name either. Megan Megan Thee Stallion and current hip-hop it girl Ice Spice weren't able to rouse the public's interest at the cash register. 
I don't even know if I should even be saying this. And I don't even know who the first two people are. So I'm going to leave them out. First of all, you're not going to tell me you're doing a fucking marketing campaign. And the two people that you're choosing a lot, like I said, there's four. I don't know who these other two are, but you're telling me that your marketing campaign and her name is Beyonce and your marketing campaign consists of Megan Thee Stallion and Ice, Ice Spice, bro. Your name is Adidas and you went and got Megan Thee Stallion and Ice Spice. To market Beyonce? This is why I don't under... And this is the... Oh, this frustrates me so much. Because this is the same shit we talked about with the Kanye West situation. We said Kanye West was the problem. Adidas is looking like one of those companies that don't want to spend nothing but expect a lot. You expected a $250 million uh, return, but you only got what we say it was. You only got 40. Well, that's because you got fucking Meg Thee Stallion, nice spice. <laughs> Fam, do y'all know who, how old Beyonce is? No disrespect. Her fans, her core fans are not the same age as Ice Spice. Not even fucking Meg Thee Stallion. Let's be honest. Yes, the people who love Meg Thee Stallion may love Beyonce, but the people who really love Beyonce are not just older than those two young ladies. The way that they love Beyonce is from a, a different era that Ice Spice and Meg Thee Stallion would have never survived in, respectfully. Respectfully. Which means those women have transitioned into a different persona of the customer of what we consider a customer persona. They are in a totally different lane. Now you cannot give them ice spice and make the stallion. Oh, before cutting ties, 2023 projections were shifted from 300. God damn it. Why am I reading this? I'm getting frustrated. Before cutting ties, 2023's projections were shifted from 335 million to 65 million. Beyonce's contract is finished at the end of the year, but is still on track to earn her 20 fucking million annual salary. 20 million, bro. I'm not even Jay-Z or Beyonce. Oh, sorry. I see I see uh I see images of this young lady. They have images of this young lady, Yara and Irina. I can't say their last names. All I'm saying is I don't understand the tactics behind the people that they chose as their celebrity uh, marketing. Uh, mannequins, for lack of a better term, but back back to this. Uh, she's on track to earn 20 million. I don't think y'all understand that Beyonce got a damn tour coming out that she's going to get from one 20 million from one stadium. Have y'all seen those prices? 
She Beyonce is on track to earn twenty million in an annual salary. Hey fam, her tickets are seven hundred dollars a pop. I don't think she even need Ivy Park annual salary from Adidas. I don't know if you heard, but she did. She did a, a concert. Where was that at? Where where she was at? Egypt? I think she was somewhere like that. All the millions that she got for that one show. I don't think y'all understand who Beyonce is, man. Put some respect on her name. Also, it says what's also interesting about the split is Beyonce is set to embark on her her Renaissance World Tour, which could have brought in huge merch sales for Ivy Park. Yo, fam, relax. Let me tell you something. And this is where y'all, uh, I read these blogs and y'all sound so stupid. Oh, there's more. The news spells, the news spells more shaky ground for Adidas. They're also expecting a crazy 1.3 billion loss in sales this year following Kanye West uh, deflection. Well, yeah, that's good because they deserve it at this point. Fam, I, I think y'all, let's go back. Let's back up. What's also interesting about the split is Beyonce is set to embark on her Renaissance World Tour, which could have which could have brought in huge merch sales for Ivy Park. Hey there, geniuses. Beyonce can put this damn Ivy Park right there in the, in, in the concession stand area and make 20 million by itself. She don't need Adidas, dog. I don't un I don't understand. And this is my issue. And this is why I say sometimes as a platform, I fight for the vendors and I fight for the businesses. And this is why I'm doing what I'm doing and why I'm putting my own money up, because I don't have to ask anybody. I don't have to make things right with anybody else. I can just do the right thing by myself and present it to the people. This makes no sense to me. There is no reason why Beyonce should only be leveraging 20 million a year when she's projected to make 250. She can make that on merch alone in the damn stadiums that she's about to kill. And I hope she does. And cut out the middleman, which is Adidas. And I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more into that. And I don't know how that works because you, you know, clearly that's the reason why Kanye West went with Adidas is because Adidas has ties to manufacturers and fabrics and color patterns and all these other things that comes with designing and so forth and so on that Adidas uh, and clothing brands like Adidas, being uh, damn, I can't talk. Balenciaga, uh, and all whoever else y'all like to wear out there, you know, they have ties to certain, uh, you know, manufacturers, warehousing, and all these other things that probably come with the development and processing and designing that the average individual doesn't have, and this is why they selected them. But guess what? I'm willing to bet Beyonce know a couple of people, and if she don't, hove do. Get me off of this damn topic. Find me another one because they about to piss me off. Damn, I didn't close the whole damn thing. Let's talk about we're gonna get into one more, man. We're gonna we gonna shut down. I really wanted to get into this one because boy, oh boy, have I been on their ass. <sighs> Ticketmaster accused of price gouging Drake tickets in new lawsuit. Well, I kind of thought they did. They let me a lot. They've been doing this. They've been doing this. 
they survive as a platform all for doing this. I told you, all they do is they find out who the. All right, let me calm down, slow down. It's already been verified that all they do is the artist or obviously the representation for the artist for whatever tours that they're doing, so forth and so on. They come there and say, hey, we're doing the tour. Obviously, it's not the artist themselves, so don't take me literal. But you know, they say, hey, I'm Drake. We get ready to go do a tour. I want my tickets, tickets to go on sale on Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster say, cool, just give me the dates. You know what? Fuck it. Let me, let's read the article because I'm about to start talking too much. Ticketmaster is facing a new lawsuit and allegations of price gouging, this time for a Montreal man who purchased tickets to Drake's upcoming It's All a Blur tour. Oh, and I also went to go try to, uh, I went to go see how much the Drake tickets were uh, online uh, the other week, right? So they got, Ticketmaster has this thing where you have to sit in the lobby. I said, first of all, bro, I'm not sitting in nobody's lobby. So you go to Ticketmaster, you register, and if you already register, you just log in, you you hit the tickets that you're trying to, uh, the event that you're trying to go to, and they make you wait in the lobby for your turn like you just waiting in line. Fam, stop playing with me. It was 3 o'clock in the morning, dog. Stop playing with me. And then when I seen those ticket prices, I threw my guy, boy, I threw my phone. I said, I wish I would, and this is nothing against Drake. Because let me say, I've seen uh, about three, four Drake performances at this point, uh, shows. And I mean, crazy. I told you, top, hands down, top two. Um, but let me finish this. As the Toronto Star reports, the suit was filed by the law firm LPC Advocate Inc. on behalf of a Montreal man who bought two official platinum seats for Drake's July 14th show at the Bell Center for $789.54 each. God damn. The next day, according to the suit, Drake announced his second show at the Bell Center and the price of those same seats dropped $350. So basic English is, or basically they're saying they bought a $800 ticket because they thought that this, obviously this was the only date. And then boom, if I'm not mistaken, they said the next day, the next day they said, all right, we're going to have a second date because I remember seeing this because I looked and it was only supposed to be doing one, one date in a lot of those cities. And then the next day they released and now they got two dates for every city, but they've already made their money off of everything that everybody purchased from the first time. And that's what they're saying. So they're saying, Hey, we bought a, we, we went ahead and bought uh two tickets, $800 a pop, right? Because we thought this was it. Then y'all turn around and open up the gates for a second show. Uh, and, and but this time y'all tickets are $300, $350 cheaper. The suit claims that Ticketmaster's intentionally misleads consumers for their own financial gain. Well, duh, I've been saying that all they do is buy the tickets themselves and then resell them back to us. Let me move on. It goes on to it goes on to allege that the company knew Drake would perform two shows in Montreal, but concealed this information to squeeze out money from fans. Duh. So I got two. So it's a twofold here. It's a twofold. Right? My twofold, is, and like I said, I'm, I'm trying to move fast. I'm going to wrap this up. My twofold is 
This is standard business practice, actually. The business practice of uh, making the consumer feel like the price is one thing, but in reality, it's really something else. Shit. And if, 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 a great example is Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, fam, do you really be knowing all the prices to, to some of these things? Do y'all really think all this shit is really a sale? This shit is forecasted through the year, dog. Through the year, it's forecasted. They know how. They knew. They know in January <laughs> what they're going to probably charge in November for that TV. But whatever. So it's a standard business practice. But here is the difference. The difference between uh, a Drake concert and the standard business practices, standard business practice of what uh, other uh, people like Walmart, Target and them may do when they up, you know, up, up and lower prices, so forth and so on, um, is that they have a product that they can play with through the year. This is it. When it comes to a Drake concert, that's it. He's coming for that one day. That is it. It's not like you have all the time through the whole year to see what the tickets are. I mean, see what the sales are. Okay. We're going to lower it on this day. Lower it. No, they have in their brains. They have two days. We're going to release one day, get as much money as we can. And on the second date, we'll just lower it for everybody else who couldn't get it on the first date. Now, do I think that's price gouging? Ugh. Ugh. I mean, I'm going to say no. I do not think that's price gouging. What they did during the pandemic is <laughs> price gouging. <laughs> what they did during the pandemic is price gouging. I mean, shit. Because technically, respectfully, if you're going to call this price gouging, what the hell was it that they did with Beyonce? With the Beyonce tickets. Beyonce tickets was about 800 too. So it's not really price gouging. What I think the predatory practice of uh, ticket sales right now is, is like I said, they know that they can get more for these tickets. So they cut a deal or they buy these tickets in advance and resell them to the general public. So great example. They, you know, uh, future, let's say future is coming to whatever arena in DC and Ticketmaster says, okay, future, we're going to give you, I don't know, 2 million, right? We're going to guarantee you 2 million. Ticketmaster has already done the damn work and said, we know that if we sell these tickets for at least 200 a pop, we're going to get at least 10 million. Right. And then we'll tell future, Hey, you can also get a little kickback off of this 10 million as well as if we hit certain marks, it's predatory practice. It's been going on. Now that shit should be investigated because that is nuts. It's false advertisement. Ticketmaster, I'm, I'm gonna finish. Uh, I'm gonna finish reading this, and we, we're gonna get up out of here. Uh, Ticketmaster unliterally decides which tickets to 
which tickets it advertises and sells as official platinum based on a given event, the suit says. The result is that most, if not all, of the tickets advertised and sold as official platinum are neither premium tickets nor some of the best seats in the house and are in fact just regular tickets sold by Ticketmaster at an artificially inflated premium in bad faith. I mean, fam. Respectfully. What the fuck do you y'all think Balenciaga does? I mean, y'all buy the shirt for a thousand. It didn't cost them a thousand to buy the shirt for them to buy the shirt to make it. I mean that it's, 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 it's standard business practice. Once again, my issue becomes when they purposely purposely, because it, at one point it was so hard to get tickets for anything. Everything would be sold out and you had to buy it from a reseller. Now that is predatory practice. When you purposely sell out your events and purposely up the price. Now that is price gouging. This, they just put a stamp on something and just released it. Everybody had a chance to get something. And they still there. <laughs> Everybody ain't got eight hundred dollars, though. It's like the price of things keep going up, except for my the bank accounts. Hell, we just went up point twenty five percent. Don't get me started. We went up point twenty five percent. Uh, Fed in the Feds the other day on the housing market. Stock exchange getting rich. <laughs> But not the American people. Listen, man, at the end of the day, the whole point is stay true to yourself. Be who you are, man. No matter whatever the marketing is that people are doing about you, you are who you are and you don't have to respond to it. Just stay, just stay, just stay true to yourself. Stay focused. We we are on a mission, man. And sometimes when you get off of your mission, there are going to be things to put you right back in your mission and remind you, hey, you, you you out of line. Let's let's go backwards. Let's go back to where we came from. Let's let's go back to uh what what were you supposed to be doing? Right? Um, sometimes you just it's hard to do. It's easier said than done, trust me. I, I go through it every day. But the 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 key to this is just understanding what the end goal is. The end goal is the only thing that matters at this point. So, hey, man, the only thing, the only suggestion I got for y'all, man, is when times get hard and you feel like uh, ain't nobody in your corner, but everybody got something to say about you, but uh, you, you you still on the mission to be greatness, to, to, to meet greatness, put your Uncle Dwight effect on. <laughs> Trust me, it works. Hey, listen, man, we ISO ready this podcast, man. It was just me. I had a pleasure kicking it with y'all with just me and you. It was so personal. I felt it. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, we miss cameraman Steve as always. I hope he out there having a good time wherever he at. I think he out in Houston, Texas. If y'all see him out there, Houston, tell him I said, what up? Tell him, tell him, uh, uh, 
tell him his break almost over. <laughs> Look, man, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with me, man. Enjoy your weekend. Stay blessed. Stay humble. And let's be entrepreneurs again uh, next time we meet, man. Let's chop it. Hey, it's Icon out.